0: Hi and welcome to Pete George Raw, where we are raw and unapologetic about issues confronting men's mental health in this day and age. In addition, we offer real conversations and tackle issues that impact a massive amount of Australian men. Join us every week as we dive into politics, health, travel and more from a raw, unfiltered perspective. We are here to challenge your views, start important conversations, and hopefully make you think. So sit back, relax, and join us every week on the Pete George Raw podcast. Hi, just a little heads up on this episode. It is from uh, a previous uh, podcast called Out of the Cave, and you can still um, listen to those podcasts as well at Out of the Cave. And this is a series that we call More Stories. So sit back and relax. If you hear different references to different shows, don't panic. You're listening to Pete George Raw. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Pete George Podcast, where I will be talking about... Uh, A journey I've been on, and as the title says, I had to hit rock bottom to come out the other side. Just before we get into the show, I'd just like to ask you a couple of things, and that is, one is to subscribe on your favourite platform at petergeorge.com.au, and the other is where you can, on a platform, leave us a review, because the success of this show comes down to you guys participating, which I really, really appreciate, and also following and building the audience through your friends and network as well. So as a team, let's make the Pete George Show a success. Hi, and thanks for listening to that little bit of it myself. And uh, today's show, uh, I am recording it. I don't know if i got to put the audio up, uh, the video up. The audio would definitely go up. uh, depends how. I get through it I suppose Um, Over the last five years uh, People that have uh, Or who will listen to this show uh, Know that I haven't been working A bit longer than five years now And uh, Had quite a few medical problems And uh, Just Wasn't too well And Uh, Over time, I didn't realise this Uh, The family did, but um, I didn't And I just went into a a very big, deep spiral That um, culminated on Boxing Day 2021 In me having a partial breakdown, I suppose you could call it And then attempting to take my life And... From there, ended up in hospital, uh, in a mental health unit. Um, And now I'm here, uh, where I am. Um, I still struggle from every now and again, but um, a lot better. But the the story of today is how I got there, um, how I got out of it, and uh, what I'm doing now, and how things are going, and there'd be a few pointers along the way that'll help you i hope um, understand mental health a little bit better and things you can and can't do to help people so as i said there was quite a few medical situations um bad knees uh, a back that restricts me neck that that restricts me carpal tunnels flapped hairs in both shoulders bursitis in hips and shoulders so there's quite a bit going on and Um, The doctor that I was seeing um, in what they thought was doing the right thing was protecting me from making things worse, but mentally things were uh, getting worse and worse by the year. Um, Jane, my wife, she saw it but was too scared to uh, speak out about it. Um, How I just became obsessed with... The the pain and what was going on Instead of uh, taking the effort to try to break through that barrier And um, Yeah, so that culminated to the point where I became reclusive Wouldn't do things, wouldn't go out um, Was too scared to, you know, walk downstairs And then I was having serious troubles with nerve pain down my legs, and the doctor prescribed uh, Lyrica as well as mytargen, and that's where the down, the real downhill spiral uh, started. And um, Boxing Day this last year, I uh, woke up in a rage, uh, abused family members, then abused Jane on the phone and when Jane came home, we argued, and then that's when I started to pop pills like they were Tic Tacs and consequently ended up in hospital. But the, the hard thing that I had to come with, and, and, and same with Jane and Dave and, all, and, and Anne and my family, was that I can't remember about four days. I can remember bits and pieces, um, like things in the hospital. I'm sitting there talking to people, and there was no one in the room with me. Um, put my hand out to to grab a coffee, and there was no coffee. So it was it was quite scary. I was pretty close to ending it, um, and then I went into the mental health unit, the Waratah Unit at um, Rabina Public Hospital, and that's where. Um, everything sort of turned around, um, and I got an understanding of why I got to where I, I got to. And there's good obsession and there's bad obsession. Um, you know, a good obsession is striving to be the best you can, uh, doing the things that you enjoy. Um, there's a, a, a good mate um, that I communicate not with a lot, but. You know, he always follows me and, you know, he's always sort of got your back. There's two of them, really, Bruce and Dylan. Um, Dylan loves his books. Um, I think he's got a Facebook page now where you can go and see and he gives a review on a book. And that's his little, little thing that he loves to do, and that's read. Whereas my thing was that I love to talk about pain and it drove people uh, in darts, which I love, uh, I think, away. Uh, I think they got sick. Same as my family got sick of here and all the complaints. Instead of enjoying life and accepting what I've got, um, pushed away a lot of people, offended a lot of people, um, and no apology can um, help that with 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 some people out there. And um, you just try to strive forward, and you know, like Luke and Denise. Uh, a couple of close friends—they're um, there for me. They don't have to be there all the time, but uh, I know they got me back, um, and really, really appreciate that. But moving forward, um, it was just before I came out of the mental health unit. And I spent some time um, with the occupational health and therapist, occupational therapist, and that's where it all sort of sunk home and I understood it and sort of turned myself around um, mentally. Physically, I'm going to be what I am. I, I, I can't repair the damage that's been done physically, but mentally I can strive to do different things. Um, uh, you know, like now I've got my hand back to normal, that there, uh, if I put the video up, I've got a, uh, I just had the, the second of the carpal tunnel Surgery's done, so, you know, I can get back into sports again and start moving again. But the occupational therapist um, went through uh, all the things that trigger me to go backwards and then all the things that make me feel good, and that's, you know, darts, talking about darts, sport, talking about business, talking about politics... And all of those sort of things. And, you know, if you do um, suffer from mental health, and I do do this um, when I feel a little bit down, is go and get a freezing cold drink of water and it shocks your body and off you go and you're running again or have a cold shower or do something that will shock your body back to the place that you should be or want to be. And that's uh, one of the things I picked up. And the other thing was that um, she wrote my name in a a bubble and I said, who's Peter George? And I said, you know, fat, middle-aged loser. You know, that's how um, I felt. But she then... um, She then... um She then um, pointed out all the aspects to Peter George and how small the pain was. And um, and that's when I realised that there, there's more to me than just the pain and how I let a lot of people down. So that was that. Hang on. So that was the light bulb moment for me. Now, it doesn't mean that I was perfect the next day or um, was, you know, back to my normal self, but one of the good things about <laughs> going through what I've gone through is um, there's a lot of help out there that people may not realise, you know, like I, I can never remember the name, but it's like, um, a program where you go in and you have a mentor that works with you for 12 weeks to make sure that you know you're striving and and going forward and um, trying to be the best you can after coming out of a mental health unit and uh, David was great help there he um, did nothing spectacular than other than be there for me so that was um, That was good and then, you know, I've still got to do a few things that I've set goals to do and that's like get back into um, trying to get the body functioning again, swimming, which um, I'll do once I can uh, get my hand super, super wet and I'll start walking through the water. And this, um, you know, doing the podcast, I started, stopped, started, stopped, changed names um changed ideas and now it's just going to be the Peter George podcast or the Peter George show if you're watching the 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 video um and I'm just going to talk about the things I enjoy uh, on a weekly basis and and then the next step in the journey is going back to school um, and taking me photography to a different level which is going to be the diploma of screen media in production so ends up being you know, a chance of being a cinematographer d- uh, director of photography director product uh, production manager and all the all the different things that'll take um, not only this but you know hopefully get me back into um, some sort of work on a, a bit more of a regular basis which I've got to start looking for as well just part-time over the next 12 months because I'll be doing full-time school. So uh, that's where I've been, got to and am now. But one of the things I I really wanted to talk about was how to help someone that's um, been in um, or a friend that's in the situation that I am. You know, it's I can always... Remember, um, oh, I can't remember who it was, but I remember the conversation where with Warney, he would ask, How are you going? and then turn around in a split second and say, How are you really going? And that's the whole thing about, Are you okay? Um, it's one thing to say, How are you going? and the person saying, I'm fine. I, I, I could have sold that I was fine forever, but they just got to rock bottom with the mixture of the lyrica and the tazan and not not being monitored over that time. That's the the, the big thing um, that we found out that you've got to be closely monitored when you're on these drugs. And now I want none of them. Uh, I just take over the counter painkillers. I've got to take a fair few of them, but that that's what it is. So on, if you go to, are you okay? Um, And I've got them in a few descriptions Of the the podcast and the show They'll be there just to click on it And go to If you want to help um, People with mental health When you ask the question of Are you okay or how are you going Just remember You've entered into A social agreement And that agreement is that you care for that person and you feel that they have an issue. Um, And it could be something simple as they're struggling at work or things like that, but it can also be deeper where they do have a severe mental illness that is dragging them down and down. And there's a lot of things that um, you can pick if it's a friend And, and that is things like... They say they go to turn up and go to an event or do something with you, and at the last minute they pull out, Mm -hmm. and that becomes a a pattern of that particular person, like I did. You know, like with darts, I could um, always say, "I'm not feeling feeling right today," and and pull out, and um, that was letting the team team down. So um, they're the sort of things that the patterns can form or. Um, You know If they're they're out of work uh, Like I was That you know They don't get out of bed Or they just lay on the bed Or do do those sort of things I still do that um, Just to try to give my body a little bit of a break But um, you know Like back before the the Boxing day incident I'd be sleeping anywhere up to 18 to 20 hours a day And it was no good for anyone so they're the sort of things to look for. Um, hang on, I'll just grab this because there's a little bit of a, um, an acronym. It's called ALEC and I can never remember the whole box and dice of it if I can't find it here. I'll, uh, so, um, hang on. I did have it written down. Here we go, ALEC, which is up on the okay, um website. And you can download information, you can do a little quiz to see if you're ready to approach someone with mental health. Um, so the first one is ask, and that is, it, it can be as simple as, you know, here you go, and uh, one of the things that social media has uh, done is lost its uh, contact, human contact, and... As a photographer, I have always said and um, believes that you've got to light the eyes and that's where you get the, hang on, there we go, we're back, and that's where we get uh, the true person. And if you look look them in the eye and say, how are you going, and you you think to yourself, well, there's a little bit more, just ask a, a little bit like, you know, Warnie did, you know, are you really okay? And then listen, don't. Give an opinion, don't give a thought, just listen to what the person's saying. Because sometimes that's all we need with people with mental health is an ear. And that ear could spark something and during the course of the conversation, you may spark something that they haven't seen in a long time or thought of before. And that way you can actually uh, help them on the journey. Now, If it gets to the point where you think it's quite serious, the next one is encouraged to take action, and the first p- protocol is is going to see your GP. They have tools there that can identify whether the person's uh, in serious trouble or not with mental health, and um, yeah, don't push them, but just say, "Listen, you know, from what you've said, you know, I think you're better off to." Uh, I'll, I'll support you along the way, but I think you need a little bit more professional help than I can give. Um, but the hard thing of going down this path is, um, and this is just from experience and, and living it, is that if you ask and the person says that um, they're okay and they go off and harm themselves, it's not your fault. And you've just got to understand that that person... Had hit rock bottom, like I said in, in in the intro. This this is about hitting rock bottom, and and sometimes rock bottom for for some people. And too many people, as far as I'm concerned now, that I understand a lot, is that um, suicide is rock bottom for for a lot of people. And I was fortunate enough that I didn't take the extra five or six tablets that it would have taken. So that's um, that's the the hard side of it. And the other side is for you to be emotionally prepared That if that person turns around and says I am really struggling and breaks down That you just sit there And let them break down um, And hopefully it's not aggressive or anything like that But uh, as, as much as we've been taught in life um, And Jane did this to me when I broke down and was taking the the, the tablets um, and that was that i think it was a little bit out of anger but but that's a different issue but she let me work it out that i was doing something that was was wrong um, and it's the same when someone breaks down emotionally let them get to a point where they come back and that's just And it's not hugging them or holding their hand or anything like that. It's just letting them dump their emotions in one outburst so that they can come back and that you can talk about them, about getting help. Because at that time when you break, you then go to the point where you go, okay, I need help. The other part that I said where I I can remember some things in, in... uh, the emergency ward was a doctor came in to me and said, do you want to go to the mental health unit? And I just said yes. Because what happened when I took all those tablets, I went to the toilet, came back and said, shit, what have I done? And that was my little moment there. And I knew that I needed help. I knew, knew I needed to get away uh, from the family because I just hurt them and things like that So there was the, the, there's a snapping point That we can Accept Until the point that that person needs Professional help And to the people if you're listening and you Are hearing things that I'm saying That resonate with you Don't be scared to go and get the help but on that journey of help, you've got to take your family with you through the good and the bad. Include them, get them to sessions so that they can understand what is going on. Now, the third part of, or the fourth part of Alec is check-in. Now, this is the the bugbear. People uh, mean well. The number of messages or texts or whatever I got from people is phenomenal. Um, And the big one is if you need to talk to someone, give me a call. I ain't got a call. The person with mental health isn't got a call. Once you go down this path of asking people if they're okay, it is up to you and only you, and this is where I said the social contract, to check in with them. Because when you're going down in a downward spiral, you won't communicate with people. How many times at work have you had a shit day and people are talking to you and everything like that, and all you want to do is get out of the office? It's no different. And those people will contact you to see if you're okay. And this is where it's no different with someone with mental health and bringing them up and, you know, you've had your chat, and then in a week's time, just ring them up and say, How are you travelling? Because what happens is that you, you you as a person that's suffering Feels like, oh shit, someone cares about me That they want to be there for me and help me Not just a flippant And I don't mean it in a derogative may, way Term of, oh just contact me and I'll talk to you It's not that simple for the person with mental health And that is the key thing And... It used to be. It never used to be in there, and it's only came in. And this is why I got to push. Are you Because they finally put it in. Where if you sense someone is having problems, check in with them. Keep talking to them. Keep ringing them up. Not every day, where it becomes annoying and frustration, and then the person will block your number. Just like normal conversations that we had when you know, like I was born in 1966, and. We never had mobile phones. We we used to ring up a mate on a on a dial telephone and you know, we'd ring up and say good day. You know, you, if you watch old movies where the parents are telling the daughter to get off the phone cuz they're talking to their other girlfriends that they've just been at school with all day. You know, the the communication now has been cut back due to social media. Social media has its place, but the art of communication has died off. A lot. There's a lot of people my age that still communicate openly and freely. But just saying to someone on a text, or just saying to someone in a DM, or just saying to someone, you know, on a post where they've, you know, said that I'm feeling shit, or oh, give me a call. No, call them. Somewhere online, you will find their number if they're not a real close friend. But if you can text someone to give me a call, you can call them. And that's the big thing that um, I swear by, that will push someone either over the edge to get help or lift them up to the point where they feel, as I said earlier, that someone cares about me, that everything's got to be okay. I can strive to be something different. I can strive to get back to a life that I used to live Because Being down and out for a couple of days And we, we all do it Everybody has A down day And get a little bit depressed Because you know the boss wouldn't give him a, a pay rise So you, you're down and out for a few days When it happens for years Or months Then it's a problem And then it's where you've got to help And that's what friends are for. Um, you know, I've got a great friend and I'm going to, I had him down to do um, an interview and, and Donald a chance. We met years ago. He's been, he's a Canadian. He's been here, spent a great month or so with us, Jane and I here in Australia and I'll get him on and talk about how to deal with grief and loss because he's a grief and loss counsellor and we'll, we'll just chat. Um, I'm no Joe Rogan, but, you know, this is the thing where i got to take the, the, the show in, in some part to talk to people that can help others. Um, as a few of you may have known, I used to run a, a website called Out of the Cave, which was for men's men, mental health. But it's not a good thing to run when your mental health isn't well. And that's when uh, I stopped the show. I just couldn't cope anymore with it, Uh, even though I helped many people. But from this, if I've helped someone spark off a moment to go and get some help, if I've sparked a family member that says, Jesus, I can see what Pete's saying and, you know, Uncle Joe or whoever, you know, Mary's struggling a bit. Let's go and um, have a chat. COVID was a killer, uh, not just because of the disease, but because of the loneliness. Suicides were up. Um, people were, were dying and not being able to have family with them. Now, the person that died, they're gone. But the heartache and and the pain of the people that won't be able to spend time with them, that's going to have emotional and mental effects for years to come. You know, they're always going to sit there and think to themselves, should I wish I, you know, I wasn't be able to spend time with me me mum in the last or me dad or me brother or me sister." So we've got to help each other. We've got to get back and communicate and pop around to people's houses. Have dinner parties. Enjoy each other's company again, not on a phone. Phones have a place. But when it comes to our mental health, personal contact is the main source of success to get people out of the rut. So... um, if you have any questions about it feel free to you know send me a message or or whatever i'm quite happy to sit down and talk to people um about it i can hook you up on the, the, the software that we we use to do the shows um but i apologize about my appearance i'm not shaven and, and a little bit rugged, rugged but uh, I was supposed to put a show out yesterday at 1pm and this was it and I've been struggling to do it, but here I am, I'm doing it. So as, a few, as I close this, this off and a few people I want to thank, Bruce Hutchinson, Dylan Hop, um, Luke and Denise at um, Bullseye Darts and the guys at Formula Sports. Um, in some ways they've supported me along the way um, and I apologize to the people that I've made myself an ass about but that's life move on forward as I said if I can help anyone in any way uh, to understand this a little bit better feel free to, to send me a message if you want to chat chat um, but it's not going to be like out of the cave where that's all I focused on um, so from here on in it's just going to be the fun stuff I want to take you on the journey of going back to school full time at 56 um, And I'll be talking about I can't until after the election talk about the election Because I've got to be um, working for Australian Commission, Electoral Commission at, On polling day so you can't talk about politics But that's not too bad a thing um, And I've got to be talking about sports uh, I've got to try to get um, some interviews up and running I do have one in place that will probably uh, upset a few people But um, it's probably uh, the biggest interview I've ever done in my life So that it's got to be a, a, a bit of uh, a challenge Oh, this friggin' lens I'm going to have to buy a new lens But um, yeah, so... That's my story, that's where I've been, that's where I've got to and that's where I am now. So it's only looking forward Um, and the main person I want to thank before I go is my wife Jane. Um, And I'll just leave it at that. But once again, uh, you've been listening to The Pete George Show. Um, Please like, subscribe. If you go to petergeorge.com.au... Um, you can do all the subscribing and everything there in one place on your favourite platform. And just pop over to YouTube. There's a link there at petergeorge.com.au. But the next show, the next show is going to be a real fun one. Um, it's about photography, but I've got to show you through a series of things and hopefully um, get you out there travelling. So once again, thanks for being a part of the Pete George Show.